Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Transformative Love. Love is in the air. The podcast that talks vocation, love, and mission, celebrating the valiant woman that was Mary Ward. I'm Juan Carter, your host. Before we get into this episode, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country, all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people across Australia, paying our deepest respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. Tuning in into our podcast today, we have Dr. Susan Stevens, who I can say is a, an educator, a musician, an inspiration to many people. And especially to me, because I, I was at Loretta Turak last year um, for, for a term every Wednesday. And we had some conversations um, here and there. And, you, you know, we're just so delighted to have you on this podcast. Uh, and we're, we're going to begin, I guess, with the question of tell us about your passion for music and how that relates to your belief system or spirituality. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks for that welcome. Um, I consider myself really blessed to be able to call myself a musician um, and to have had, albeit at a later age than many children, the opportunity to learn an instrument, to study music, seriously study it mm. and get lost in it. Music was always in my home though. My mother singing to all of us children, there were six of us from an early age, family sing-alongs when we finally got a piano in the house, gathering after yes. our meal each night. Standing around as dad played the songs we all sang. He was a mm. dance hall pianist. Actually, he was an aerodynamicist, but he loved playing the piano. And that's how he used to earn a bit of money playing uh, the piano at the parish hall. He could oh. play 101 tunes in a row without stopping. So oh, everyone, wow. I think he got about two shillings for it or something. <laughs> but he did it. And uh, we all learnt we all learnt some music. We all learnt the piano and something else. So music filled our home. And so... A passion was easily born. Mm. It was inextricable from family life. It was just there. And the love and joy of being together as a family was sort of interwoven with that as well. Yes. Mm. And in thinking about it, your question's an interesting one because the same can be said for my early faith immersion and growth in the love of God. Mm. Because learning about God, Jesus, creation, living a good life, prayer... Yeah. for me, was also from the earliest of times. And it was absolutely based and practiced in my childhood, yes. in my family, in my home. Mm. It was based there. Um, just as we gathered for music, we gathered regularly for prayer. Um, Is that a, actually, a Catholic, uh, Catholic kind of, did you pray the rosary? Or? Oh, yes. yes. We knelt around in a circle <laughs> and prayed the rosary every single night yes. after, after dinner. Oh, wow. We actually thought it was normal. Um, <laughs> sign of the cross, everything, grace before meals, grace after meals, a long road trip. We would all get in the car together. And the first thing we did was say the rosary. Yes. And we mm. dragged that out because after that came the tables and spelling. Yeah. So we sort of, you know, the family, oh, and then the sing along <laughs> if it was a really long trip. But the rosary always, you know, we had little things in our lives. It was just, I can't remember a conversation without my mother, even today, even today. And she's 91 uh, wow. without her mentioning God and that yeah. is, you know, cross it's my in her heart, language. Cross my heart. It's in her language. Yes. You know, it's a beautiful mm. day. Let's thank God for this. Yes. There goes an ambulance. Mm. Let's say a prayer for the person in the ambulance. Yeah. And, um, wow. You know, so it was, it was very, and she comes from a very faith-based family herself and my father as well. So 
with both music and my and you know my belief system my faith system being formed from such an early age um I think when, as my knowledge grew of both, if you want to sort of yeah. put both together mm. in this sort of question, yes. you know, knowledge and understanding brings a depth, doesn't it? It does, yeah, you know, absolutely. The more I knew about music, the more I loved it, the more I wanted to know. Yeah. And, and I mm. think that is exactly that transferable point to yeah. my love of God, my love of my faith, mm. um, the fact that I guess we didn't question in those days. I'm not sure that was a gift or not. Yeah. But I, mm. I did, you know, grow up in a different age to young people today. Yes. So, you know, mm. vocations were were still being had, religious vocations. Yeah. Um, even though I call my, you know, I think my life, how I've spent it has been a vocation of a sort. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but the glory, the wonder, the beauty, the sheer inspiration that music gave me in terms of what today in lay terms would be called wellness or optimism is exactly the same depth of feeling and alignment that I felt with my learning of Jesus, his yes. life and being what we called a Christian. So um, I'll always be grateful yeah. for that actually, for that early, early immersion. Yes. And um, one of the words that people often, because I've had a number of conversations with Loretto sisters before meeting you um, or before I guess, doing this podcast. And some people said, oh, you know, Susan is, of course, an, a remarkable leader. And some people use the word excellence. And they said, that's what um, Susan would often say to yeah. the students. Yes. It's about excellence. And you were the principal of Loretto Mandeville Hall for almost 20 years. How has that shaped your life and what, what what happened to times when you didn't see excellence or there was, you know, there, what were the challenges that yeah. prevented excellence at yeah. times? Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm, mm. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I, I, the pursuit of excellence is, to quote my parents again, who clearly are a big part of my formation as well as where I ended up in a career, um, you know, we had to use our God-given gifts to the to the absolute best of our ability. Yeah. That was excellence. Your effort was excellence as well as the outcome. Mm. But I can tell you if we came home with a 98 instead of a 100, um, <laughs> let's talk about the 2%, shall we? What happened <laughs> there? <laughs> there? It was never negative. You can't go out with your boyfriend anymore. <laughs> oh, they weren't allowed. Gracious, Joanne, I told you. Um, look, my appointment to the position, firstly, to I was firstly deputy principal and I came off 12 years at, at, at home being yes. at home raising children so and and studying when I could yeah. um, and I loved every minute of that uh, but uh, subsequently the position of principal which I ended up holding for 20 years it was just, it has been such a significant part of my life 24 years yeah, um, wow. you know and principalship is a is a 24/7 proposition oh, yes. you are never not the principal anywhere anytime I had the most beautiful mentors. Think of all the Loretto sisters practically yes. that you know. Mm. Think of all of them. They were in my life from the earliest times and I made them. I, I adored what they did. I admired yeah. it. I don't know the, the right words, but I did know that their commitment to their vocation of, yeah. as Loretto sisters and my commitment to my job was the same type of commitment. Yes. It was complete. Mm. And the great joy... Even yeah. at deputy principal level, was that I met Mary Ward, and mm. I can remember saying to my parents when I sort of got this job, and they just used to be being home, and my family, but but particularly my my parents saying, "Mum, they're the Institute of the Blessed Virgin Mary," 
And she just looked at Dad and she said, Bruce, that's the Loretto's, isn't it? The Loretto's in Curabilly and Normanhurst. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> because Sydney people, and of course, that's where my cousins went. I'd never heard of them. Um, but I uh, met Mary Ward. I, you know, that is yes. really significant. Mm. Think of that. You know, So now, 25 years ago, a quarter of a century ago, was the first time I hadn't heard of this saint of a woman before. Yeah, like, yes. That was, and again, not, I could not, I voraciously read. I could not get enough at, of her or her story or what she did. When she yeah. lived, the life and times, the context, the life before, the life after, the life of, all What of was it about her story that really captured you? Why haven't I heard of her before? Yeah. I couldn't believe that there was someone so significant, actually, a woman in the life of the church, and I would consider myself a very well-educated, yes, um, yeah. beautifully educated mm. Catholic woman who was still practicing and yeah. you know, knew, knew all the saints. Clearly, she's not a saint. Should have been. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> Should have she, been. Of course she is. <laughs> yeah. In my view, yes, right from the she beginning. She is. But, yeah. you know, I, and then beautiful Deidre, when I, as principal, one of the joys, commissioning her to, you know, write um, the song for the 400. Or no, actually, it was as chair of LSAC. Um, we wanted a song written and Deidre came up with uh, Lead Us On, Mary Water. Oh, yes. Mm. You know, who is this woman? Where did she come from? What is she saying to us? That was me. 25 years ago. And when Deidre wrote that, I thought, you have nailed nailed it for the young people here who are just hearing about this woman. Yes. She's nailed it because that's exactly, when I think of that, those words Mm. were wonderful hymn and that was a mirror of my feelings at the time. My Mm. initial formation in a Loretto school was, to me, merely a gateway. It was a first step, really. It was a, a loving introduction to start to understand how much more there was yeah. and the two pillars that I mm. I picked up straight away and this was from the sisters I didn't make it up yeah. and it was from the Ignatian para, um, pedagogical paradigm the yes. RPP that we mm. were there was a Loretto educational philosophy a little blue blue book it was yep. a red book and that was um, from uh, the, the um, congregational gathering around the world of the sisters sometime later so much material that spoke of two pillars of excellence and social justice. Now, that was in me anyway, yeah. but I did not make it up. No. I just went after it. Yeah, and I yeah. thought if anyone can, if any any school, mm. any school on the face of the it's... earth should be able to get excellent results and be wonderful people to contribute to society, yes. Loretto Mandeville Hall Tour actually yeah. be up there leading. Yeah. And when I left, it was. Oh, and I was there on leading. your last, yeah. I think I was there on your last year, yeah, or second yes. last Um Actually, I was there on your last year, I think, yeah. and I used to get comments because I'm I for me the Mary Ward story is very yeah. new. Yes. Um, but I and I you know grew up in low socioeconomic communities, and yeah. but people would often say my so friends, yeah, <laughs> my friends would say to me, "Oh, you're at Loretto Turak. Yes, you know all the all yes. the rich people go there and yeah. on all these things yeah. and. And, you know, it's not fair that some kids have this and some kids don't. And and I said, um, yeah, if you're not there experiencing and seeing what's going on, you may perceive it that way. But I mm. said, if, if anyone's going to change the world, it's those girls. They can because they've been given countless opportunities. So true. And to excel and to make that world. And I said, but world change happen. I said... A lot of the people that we see behind all these um, social changes, well, some of them at least, will come from these kinds of schools. And for me, it was getting to know the girls at 
Turak yes. um, or Loretta Mandeville Hall to kind of really understand, yeah, wow, these are remarkable leaders. Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with you yes, as well. Yes, and the behind the scenes, and I know this is a, you know, targeted podcast, but a, a full, you know, our aim was, you know, to ten, nearly 10%, nearly 10% of girls on bursaries with, you know, significant financial help, which yes. was within the thing. Mm. I would say another, in my 20 years, close to 60 to 70% of families who worked very, very hard. Yes. Like mm. avoiding mm. holidays, no home makeovers, all that sort of stuff to send their children there. Serious, yeah. serious commitment. Mm. And yes, there were the privileged ones as well. But in a school uniform, everyone is equal. Yes. And in the eyes mm. of the teachers and everybody, it doesn't matter whether no. you've got a trust account or whether you came on full scholarship. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Those girls were taken care of and you learnt your instruments and everything else. There's no getting away from the fact that that was a privileged school. That is why I never, I was relentless about excellence because they did have the privilege. We yeah. do. Loretta yeah. Mandeville Hall, Turak students are lucky the minute they walk in that cage. And yes. they learn about Mary Ward and how to live your lives. Yeah. Um, okay, so which way are you going to go? Accept mediocrity from them? If you do that, then, you know, yeah, no. Yeah. It was just, it was non-negotiable yeah. for me. But that, that, I, yeah, and that's... I went to Mount St. Joseph's, Joseph's Altona West, a very fine school, and then into a, yeah. a, a government school um, for because you could get free music tuition for years 11 and 12. Um, but, you know, that I didn't have that. That no. sort of privilege. My cousins clearly did, as mum told me. In <laughs> but you get when they're get a family of six, yes, and your father goes all over the place in the Air Force. But anyway, but, you know, mm. getting the framework of the of the values, which was very accessible, understanding where, yeah. to, where to meet the girls from to actually introduce them step by step. You can't, yeah. you can't go straight to Jesus these days, in no, my, in my no. view. Yep. You know, long, yes, long, long ago I gave up I saying agree. in assembly, girls, it's like the loaves and the fishes. They actually don't really know that no. you can't take it for granted anymore. So it's going to, going back to, you know, talk about the parable just to make sure, remind them perhaps, and then link, you know, what we what the messages that you want to give. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was the great grace in a school in leadership. We're not mm. in a void. No. We, we tag ourselves to keep going yes. down that well till we find the rock bottom, yeah. which of course is Jesus. And, and I God, think in a way, know. like I, I used to listen to you at the school give talks and I listened to one of your talks and that was to parents who who are bringing their kids into the school. Okay. And I walked out of that meeting and I rang Rachel and I said, oh my God, she's amazing. Oh, <laughs> I like, I you are very kind. No, but well, it's just the, it was know, a wonderful I feel like school. there was this clarity about your vision. And I have a feeling it comes from that sense of vocation that you have mm. that the girls can see. And, and being the principal is a vocation. Yeah. Um, it's a, like you were saying, it's a 24 hour, seven day yeah. a week kind of vocation. It's constant. Yes, yes. Um, would you say that it is a vocation? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, yes. Yeah. I mean, my, my mentor, the previous principal, plus all the Loretto sisters um, that have, so many of them have been principals, but they, that was a very clear guideline. You're never not the principal, you know, I remember well, might have been, Sister Jane, after she told me I was mad for taking on the, the position, yeah. she said, you, you know, if you're sitting somewhere in a cafe, yeah. you don't know. You can't just talk. You don't know whether the person next to you is a knows someone. You yes. Know, like everybody yes. knows something, Loretto, is what I've come yeah. to. Oh, my sister, my neighbour, my this, my that. Yes. Uh, mm. But you're never not. I mean, you're in, and Sister Tony told yeah. me it was like, 
she said, Susan, you are, you are in people's lives. It's like running a small village. You it know, is. at any one time, you've got 2,000 <laughs> with the students, yeah, students, students and um, parents in mm. the school. You've got, uh, and staff, sorry, 2,000. Another, you know, 4,000 or more because a lot of children have got more than two parents yes. these days. Um, so it's nearly, you know, it can be up to 5,000. Count the past pupils, that's 10,000. Count this, you know, like you think that is, that is a lot of influence. A lot of yes. people who read your words and therefore, yes, you have to get a scholarship in there, you have to get a sensitivity, you have to hit the mark in terms of world standards, what should I be talking yeah. about, um, what all the past pupils think of this, just, you know, check everything through all the lenses before basically yes. you open your mouth on behalf of the Loretto sisters. And Sister Tony said to me, you are in the joys and the sadnesses of people's lives from the beginning you take on this position. Yeah, wow. And Did you, what were the... the sadnesses that you've experienced if, if someone dies yeah if some you know if someone dies doesn't matter if it's on a sunday night or a whatever uh, monday morning in the They'll middle of the ring, holidays yeah. christmas eve it's you you still know you still get you know um their sadnesses sadnesses have been um really evident just with disappointments of of parents with something wrong and i'll just yeah. put that in inverted commas with their child now an educator might not feel that dyslexia is grievous uh, but parents yeah, might parents you know might, yeah. yes depending on where their expectations are yeah it can be not getting in a netball team excuse yes. me mm. which you have to you know give a sense of perspective <laughs> yeah. to it can be yeah. that your child is turning out to be a different sexuality than you yeah thought. it can and be someone's yeah. gone down the wrong mm. path it can be there are so many sadnesses that 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 you're you walk the path with, with them. the parents yeah and so where would you in that, in all of that, where would you find, or where did you find transformative love? I think, and um, I thought a lot about yeah, you know, the transform the, the title of your vocation week. What do you think I of think, the title? I love it um, because I think coming from coming from a place of love is what I try to do. Actually, yeah. that is that is how I try to operate, and that can be in many many. It doesn't mean you're an easy target or a whatever. I'm yeah. well aware that people, mm. you know, think I was stern and or unbending in certain things, and it is. But it was coming. Uh, it was an aspiration actually to come from a place of love is to try to be Christ-like. Yes, in my view. Yeah, um, and and sometimes and a, Christ was relentless was and the scene unbending. In the temple. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm. Um, and God's love does transform me. Yeah, you know, mm. I think that that's just. A, a truth that is how I allow myself to be yeah. led to be guided the Loretto's you know we I'll just say that have called it you know that discernment factor yes. stopping thinking listening praying uh, and then making a decision considering yes that and I've often come you know been very sure inverted yeah. commas in uh, one idea and I don't know after a process of just you know stopping and discerning yeah just capture it in that bracket uh i i'm you know not fixed mindset in that way yeah and some people you know there's all sorts of secular words for what we would yeah. call i would say mm. god's love transformed me yes you know? and that if that means having a growth mindset and listening and attending to others and being in that moment and being empathetic whatever changes you and changes you for the better and changes your outlook but actually actually makes you know that the decision you're making or the way you're acting or what you're doing from someone else is and you feel it's right yeah yeah then to me my translation of that is you know partly god's love
And uh, well, one of the things um, Deidre um, and I spoke about earlier was the famous lines in the constitutions that she had written in the modern day language. And in our IBVM constitutions, second volume written by DB. It was almost a PhD thesis it is, at the time. It is. She, she wrote that while she was at Turek Convent. Yeah. Did you know? Yeah. And that? Yeah. that beautiful building yes. that I've been in. Um, yes. But she's, uh, there's one line that we spoke about, and that was mission is at the heart of who we are, and love is the driving force yeah. that urges us on. And yeah. a lot of the podcasts we've been uh, recording have touched on that theme of love, and yeah. love is what makes us do what we do. Yeah. And Yes, the um, oh, I so agree. We I've only ever had quotes from the constitutions. We don't. I've never had access. You know, a lay person oh, doesn't have access to them. I'll give you mine. But every, oh, <laughs> I don't know. You can keep that in the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but the quotes that I have had at times by being in some of the seminars and retreats mm. and things that I've been privileged to be in, and you get quotes from the constitutions, and I've often said to some of my colleagues, "Look at this. You know, like it summarizes it exactly." You've taken me back to when I was about. I used to play the organ at church in Laverton Ooh. Parish Church at St Martin de Porres, yeah. Laverton. The organ, you know, when I was, we had this sort of youth band. In those days, you had youth clubs. Like everyone loved going to mass because yeah. your friends were there, and you had to the youth yes. band. And there was this daggy hymn, really daggy hymn that everybody loved, and it was. You'll know, they'll know we are Christians by our love. I don't know yeah, if you've ever yes. heard it, but I, by mm. our love, by our love. The tune is so out, outdated these days, but the message message is there. The words yeah. of that song were beautiful. And we think, what does that mean? It means that people will know, not by your love, by your actions, it'll it'll radiate from you yeah. in some way. Yeah. It is the driving force. Yeah, yeah. and that's what and we were talking about, yeah, it's this, that this you embody it. there with tambourines and all. And I thought, well, that, there again, it's not... Do you know that, do you want to sing the tune? No. <laughs> <laughs> Deidre will know it, I'm sure. <laughs> she will, she will. Um, and, and one of, uh, I guess... You know, as a person who's been inspiration to many young people, I'm sure. What is the legacy that you live by now? Um, and what's the, I guess, a piece of wisdom that you would pass on to young people? Especially, I'm sure that a lot of past pupils will be listening to this podcast. Um, what would be something that you would you would like to say to them? I would, I would always, I'd, I'd say, never forget Mary Ward. Mm. Never forget Mary Ward and her sayings they've got they've got them all yes. in their in their hearts in their minds and mary ward was a you know one way she she loved god and jesus she that's what she wanted yes. and i would i would say always and this is something i say to them at graduation um aware that their lives will take the turns where they won't talk about formal prayer they might even not do it but to make time mm. for prayer or whatever you want to call it, yeah. in your life. Yeah, they've meditation. Had the, they've had or, the structure yeah. and the advantage yes. of this beautiful school and all all that that offers in terms of their mental, spiritual yes. health, mm. let alone a superb yeah. education. But make don't forget when you leave these gates, leave our loving arms, that you make time in your own life for prayer. Yeah, for some sort of a source that gives you nourishes you, nourishes you. and that's what I've found, um, especially you know joining religious life um, is, is prayer is actually what sustains me, and mm. it's what gives me life, and yes. and I and I believe that because you then you don't rely so much on yourself, you know, uh, we become a bit more dependent on 
God or whatever you want to call it, but we become dependent on something that is greater yes. than ourselves. Yes. And I think that keeps you humble as well. Yes. Yes. Mm. To have faith is to have hope. Yeah. And for this generation, that's the main disease, actually, a feeling of hopelessness. Yes. And no one who has faith mm. uh, goes to those depths. There is always, always someone who loves you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Here on earth, mm. up there, wherever. And speaking of legacies, uh, Mary Ward, of course, left us a wonderful legacy. And it's related to vocation. And she said, in your vocation, um, I guess, be constant, efficacious and affectionate. And and all the podcasts we've had today, everyone's interpreted it differently but similar. And they've picked on some of the words and, and what they mean to them. So what do, what do they mean to you? Constant... Efficacious, efficacious and, and affectionate and or loving yeah and loving um it's a great quote isn't it, it is yeah. yeah i'll tell you what i'll i'll concentrate on because i i um I, there are so many layers oh, yeah. to that particular quote and for me i think it's really deeply profoundly significant that um that that a you've chosen to talk about that in in, the, in a vocation podcast because yes. to me it's a bit about that she knew that her legacy and the gift to those carrying her life's work was to assure them that vocations are worthy, joyous, a source of great love and devotion, and interestingly, that they need to be constant. Now, constancy is hard. Mm, it's hard yes. in today's world. And it was for Mary Ward in her times too, with the many, many challenges she faced, the hardships, the insults she endured, um, and often from the church yes. she loved, as yeah. we know. She mm. was constant. And here on her deathbed, she she, she chooses that word. I think yeah. that's really interesting. For our young people today, and um, you know, as you know, in education, most of my professional life, I think young people find commitment a challenge yes. in so many areas mm. of their lives. And because mm. they find commitment a challenge, they find constancy yes. hard because constancy is mm. about sticking at something, not a hopeless cause, but sticking at something yeah. with the ups and the downs. Yes. Because we do question these days. Children are taught to wonder. They doubt and they don't blindly follow. Yes. Except I've found out a football team. That's about it. Yeah. But nothing else. And this is um, actually back to the, uh, the Ignatian discernment um, that we employ. Uh, that helps us. It helps us to, to go back to the core values, to think again about what matters, how, you know, what matters in our lives and, and how we're going to spend our lives. And I think that Mary Ward's message to us at this, the very end of her life, is a really significant one because it's one of encouragement yes. to her mm. sisters, to the, those that were around her and hope. And amongst other things, she's imploring all of us, yeah. Right now, today, mm. in the 21st century, not to be disheartened by the disappointments that we might encounter in our church. Yes. And I won't, mm. we know that they're there. Yeah. And the mm. 21st century is not the only time that they've been there. No. So she's imploring people, mm. don't be disheartened. And in others, she's, she's reminding us of the gift of constancy, of remaining faithful, and of the opportunity always to embrace a vocation as one's own, whatever that may be. And I think that the message that she gave, one of constancy, love and influence is as relevant today as it was the day she said it. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Thank you.
It's been a real pleasure. So thank you, thank you for making nice the time you. for us. It's a pleasure. And uh, Best of it's, luck, it's well, with yeah. it all. Yes. Thank you. Thank it's you. wonderful to see you. <laughs>